Hello, and welcome to episode 123 what? of the Nerd Out. What? I'm Lisa. I'm Rich P. We're girls. We nerd out. We have a podcast. You are here with us. We are so excited. Um, follow us on all the socials on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Email us, info at thenerdout.com. We have a website, thenerdout.com. We are everywhere. We are everywhere you want to listen to a podcast, even Spotify, which apparently is the big new thing. All the podcasts I'm listening to are on Spotify, whatever. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? We're there, too. Yeah, we're in good company. I am <laughs> um, super excited that this is episode one, two, three. One, two, three. Do, 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 do. And, you know, I was just thinking, we've been doing this for a long ass fucking time. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so it's just amazing that we're in the triple digits. Yeah, we're in the triple digits. We're solidly. It is a solid showing in the triple digits. <laughs> Fact. Um, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that we waited a couple of weeks because I, I felt like I really needed to recharge some batteries um, mm-hmm. of the soul variety. And, yes. uh, also I needed to take some time to pursue some nerdy endeavors. So it all worked out for everyone, including you, dear listener. <laughs> so how, how are you overall in the, you know, how are, how are we feeling? Like, you know, let's just do a quick check-in on the mentals. Where, where are we at? Uh, what's, what's the latest? You know, I'm feeling pretty good in the mentals. Uh, you know, it's summer. It's nice out. I'm enjoying, you know, kind of being outside on the patio, getting some fresh air. Um, you know, you can do a few things safely, hopefully, it appears these days. So, you know, kind of trying to take advantage of those few things. Um you know, I guess, I don't know. I, I'm feeling fair. I, I, the past like week or so, I just started feeling a little bit more hopeful or optimistic about life because I was not feeling very hope- hopeful or optimistic for a little while there. So, I mean, I, I think I'm doing pretty good. I think I'm doing pretty good. What about you? So I'm doing well now, but, right. and I haven't even, haven't even told TI this before, but I was like, let me, let me discuss it on, let's be transparent. And let's discuss yeah. it on the nerd out. Um, I'm here. So the the thing to remind me on our outline is you're okay until you're not. <laughs> yes. You okay? And you know we're all going through this. Uh, it is it's affecting us. It's impacting our lives differently. And we're all trying to cope and do whatever we can to try to help us survive and try to thrive sometimes, right? And I've mentioned, you know, therapy and write, meditating or writing the journal, blah, 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 right? So I'm doing all those things and they're essential and I notice if I don't do the blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking I'm maintaining, but it's been getting, it's been a lot, right? And I've been doing the hide, the Twitter, hide Twitter and Facebook yeah. during the day. That's helped out significantly. But Something happened last week that that reminded me, like, you're okay until you're not. And it was Thursday. I went out uh, to get um, food. So I was out in the streets. That always puts me on edge. You know, it's a whole thing. Um, Sure. And then something happened that I was irritated. It was some family stuff that irritated. got me so upset. But I took it out on... 
Mi Osito, When I Got Home. I thought, you know, I've been reading all these books and listening to podcasts about all these different things, but especially about forgiveness, which helped out in this situation. Also about anger and emotions. And they're like, take that mega minute, like take that mega second. I forget what it's called. Mega second, mega minute where you, before you respond to some shit, you just take a moment, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. that moment can fucking help you for days. I took 17 of those moments from the drive from <laughs> the store to the home. And I was like breathing. And I was like, why am I so upset about this shit right now? So uh, I get home and I basically, I was like, oh, the supernatural bear was in his room, which is all the way on the other side of the house. And um, what started out as a regular conversation, I lost it on like embarrassing levels. I was cussing. I was saying ridiculous shit. Like fuck your fucking family. Like sh- like fucked. Like I was spe- it was like a demon possessed me and I couldn't stop myself. And I was <laughs> it was ridiculous shit like I was disaffecting the groceries while I'm spewing out this vile shit and I'm tossing shit and I'm so petty and so ridiculous to the point where uh he was like it's not he's like he's like why he's like why he's like can you stop yelling profanities across the whole house I lost it I was like I could do whatever the fucking shit whatever the fine fuck I want he's like and can you stop throwing frozen chicken I was not fucking frozen chicken <laughs> Like, I lost it, right? Huh. Uh-huh. I've, I don't know. I, ca- I couldn't even tell you the last time I've lost it like that, right? We don't even fight, like, really. We've had heated mm. discussions. We don't fight. Like, we just, like, we, we, we discuss, you know, if there's an issue or whatever. But this was, like... That sounds like it, a one-way fight. It was... <laughs> he was, he was, like... I remember he was just like, okay, like, I don't, it, it was, I was kind of scary. And so it went on for a while and I was like, just cussing for days and yelling ridiculous shit. And it ended and I walked away and I was just fuming and it was like, it took a long time for me to calm down. I think I came to tears. You know, Uh when you're so mad, like you just come. So I came to tears And I was by myself, though, because everyone, like, abandoned ship. Like, no one wanted to come in because they were like, what the fuck is happening? And then I was like, I texted two of my homegirls on the thread. And I just, I was like, yo, I just fucking fucked up. (laughs) You know? And I told them what happened. And they were like, it's it's the toll of all the shit. Like, you know? It's like, it came out. Like, it just finally came out. And it came out in the wrong way. So I took a shower. And then I hadn't seen, nobody wanted to be anywhere around. Like, I didn't see people for a long ass time. And I don't blame them. And I took a shower and I thought about everything. And I just was like, and I had just listened to this one doctor talk who wrote about apology, apologizing and shit. And I was like, and I was like, I can't be in there. Like, well, I'm sorry that you took it wrong. Like, none of that bullshit. I'm sorry that you're so sensitive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sorry you don't like when I cuss. Like, grow up. Grow up. Like, none of that. So it took a while, and I was just like, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. So I went in, walked all, did the walk of shame all the way to the other side of the house, and was Uh. just like, can I talk to you? I brought him water. 
<laughs> a peace offering of water. And I was just like, yo, I was like, I am so sorry. I was a fucking asshole. I shouldn't have done. He's like, he's like, it was so ridiculous. That's why I'm not even. He's like, he's like, it's all affecting us differently. It's, uh, it's real emotional times. He was like, it was so ridiculous that I couldn't even be mad because you were saying ridiculous shit that had nothing to do. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but I was like, that was scary for me. I was like, you're okay until you're not. I thought I was doing everything in my power. I, I, I didn't wake up in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I thought I was good. And so I was like, what, what is it? And I was like, for me, I think it's a combo of the quarantine, right? All the, all the shit. More, less the quarantine and more of all the injustices and all the shit we've been dealing with and continue like it keeps coming up, you know, and then it was just all that shit. And then I think also being perimenopausal. Yeah, forever. Emotions can run wild. Yeah, I'm not even PMSing. That was the thing. I was like, I, I literally right after that shit happened, I looked at my calendar, my apps. I have two apps to track my <laughs> shit. And I was like, no, not even. I'm not even close. And I was like, okay. So I was like, that's fucked up, you know? But yeah, so we have the moments, people. And I just wanted to share because it's some real fucking shit. <laughs> well, I'm glad that um I'm glad that you knew how to do a good apology because um uh you know it's funny actually. Um Ranger Ted and I aren't fighters either. But a couple of weeks ago, um, we got into it, and it was definitely me picking a fight, which I never do. Right? And I thought to myself, while we were having this conversation, air quotes, that I was like, what are you doing? Like, the rational part of my brain was like... And it was a stupid argument over the fact that he was going to start going back to the office. And it was uh, like, oh, well, was anybody going to tell me this? Like, it was one of those. (laughs) Or are you just going to (laughs) go? And he was like, well, it's not for a few days. I just didn't think to tell you. And, like, instead of being like, no, I get it. That's cool. Which I normally would do. I was like, oh, (laughs) well. And it turned into this whole huge thing that ended with me, like, stomping upstairs and, like, crying in bed. And I was like, who am I? This is not me. <laughs> exactly. And then exactly. After, and then I'll tell you the hardest part, and this is part of the reason that I don't fight and that I don't pick fights and that I don't fight losing fights, is that then I had to figure out how to apologize. And I really hate that. The worst. The worst. Because it's, it's a rare fucking thing. <laughs> and I had just listened to the, like, a couple of weeks ago, listened to Brennan Brown's podcast, who I love. I love her podcast. Yeah. And she had this one. So good. Lady, she's like the fucking everything to forgiveness, right? And one thing she was so, and they were doing like, what really helped too is they were doing like mock scenarios, right? Oh, good. So like you could see, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one thing Brennan Brown said that always, I remember she said, the willingness to apologize and make amends is such a function of self-worth. Right? Because Brennan Brown is about shame, right? She, she's a researcher on shame. And shame is part of it so a lot of people don't they they can't cop up to like their what they did wrong that's first and foremost so you can't apologize or give a good apology when you're just yeah. like sorry i'm sorry you felt that way or sorry yeah. you, you know so sorry it's not even a baby 
Yeah, like that's not even an apology. Like, you know, other people have certain feelings and, you know, whatever, but you have to own up to your shit. That's why I was like, I'm going to go in there and do a no, a no BS. I just was like, y'all was an asshole. My, there was no fucking, um, there's no reason for it, no excuse for it. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I'm sorry. And then later on, I had apologized to the supernatural bear because he heard me yelling. And he's like, he's like, yeah, Papa Bear came in and said, don't go out. Like, don't, like, don't, <laughs> you know? And I was like, I was like, it must have been scary because first and foremost, I never do that, let alone cuss for fucking 10 minutes straight, you know? And to the top of my lungs. <laughs> like, who the fuck is that? You know, I will say, like, you you said earlier that, you know, there's a lot of current events that are going on in the world that are really stressful and the pandemic, but whatever. But I actually yeah. really do think that, like, being cooped up at home and the stress for many of us of, you know, kind of doing relatively simple things or things that we're just accustomed to doing without thinking and way more, shall we say, quality time with our the people who we share a home with and stuff like yeah. that. Like, it's really, it is kind of, like, it's it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah, and I think, like, you don't know what you've missed. Kind of, you don't know how how you've missed something unless you get a taste of it. And on that Tuesday, we went cherry picking, and it was a surprise for oh, fun. the Supernatural Bears LA homies. Something that we, they were like, we know you guys are by yourselves in a city. You guys are not in LA. And so everyone else, you could social distance with the homies, right? Mm -hmm. If you feel comfortable, you could social distance and stuff like that. And we don't get to do that. We don't have anyone out here like that. So we went and did that. And it felt safe because we were in the the butt fuck nowhere in trees. We all had masks. We all kept our distance. And it, it, it uplifted him so much. And the moms are my really good friends. So it was nice. I think, I think it was, I think that kind of something triggered, like, you missed them. You were so happy. We didn't get to hug or nothing, but it was nice. And it reminds you like, oh, <laughs> yeah, this is oh, like, that's what I'm, that's what I've been missing. And also the anger of motherfuckers not listening. So now you know that we're fucked and we have to be doing this for even longer. I think that's also a frustration. And I saw, and I, I keep meaning to do a, a screen grab, but someone said that, uh, maybe uh last this weekend they're like this is why i always hated group projects in school <laughs> and i was that's exactly so fucking true. it so you're, true. You're, you're the one always doing the work people aren't listening yep. yep it's not a real it's not a true group effort like even if somebody's trying they suck yeah and and just going like I don't think I think it's been two two weeks. We didn't talk about it, but like, I I don't know if I talked about my friend in New Zealand that was checking on me. Oh, uh uh-uh. So my friend, I was just saying that morning, I was like, oh, I'm so jealous of New Zealand. And then he lives in New Zealand and he he just hit me up. He's like, are you okay? It looks awful out there. And I was like, I'm so jealous of New Zealand. And they're like, Uh. they had two new cases excuse me, and they're like, oh, yeah, we know it's two people that came from the U.K. to a family's funeral. Like, they're not, they got they got it on lock. I was yeah. like, you guys have two new cases. Do you know how many cases we have? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're some racists are 
kind of coming out in the art world. I was like, yeah, but we got racists in the fucking everywhere office in the whole fucking country. Like he's legit concerned for our well-being because he sees us like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, I, and yeah. you know, and, and I was just like, you guys are so lucky that you have like amazing leadership and to lock it down. I don't know if you've seen that one of the videos, it's like countdown to midnight for the day that they, the, the social distancing, everything's over and they hug. It's a bunch of friends and they're all like 10, it's like New Year's Eve. And then yeah. they get to hug. And it's just like, I think all that, like I can see how all that was just like something, something that would be irritating, irksome, triggered it. But then it went to like, I was, you <laughs> know what full, I was saying? I remember, it was a full meltdown. It was a full fucking meltdown. I was saying shit like, I'm the one in these fucking streets. <laughs> I was yelling like, I'm the one in these motherfucking streets getting shit for this fucking family. And I was like, what is that? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> wow. So that's why, as you can see from my little snippets, little, you know, cliff notes, you can see how the Miocito's like, yeah, you're fucking ridiculous. So there's no way I'm taking that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> like every day at like two days until two days, I felt bad because I woke up the next day like, well, that was still fucked up. Uh, you know? So I just I like walk by and be terrible. like, yeah, I'll be like, give him a hug or a kiss and be like, sorry, man. He's <laughs> like, it's okay. So, yeah. So, anyways, good. Yeah. You're okay I, until you're hey, not. Hey, everyone who's listening, how are you doing? <laughs> are you on the verge of saying some ridiculous shit? Yeah. Have you it's unnecessarily okay. picked fights with, uh, <laughs> I don't know, a parent, a loved one, a spouse, <laughs> a significant other? Your pet? A roommate? <laughs> I don't know. Yourself? Yeah, man. So, yeah. Um, okay, let's, let's keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. July. July. So, I wanted to, to talk real quick, T.I., um... I know you mentioned you you and Ranger Ted go camping, um, and I wanted to ask the people out there. So I'm not a camper. I haven't gone since Girl Scouts, so that was a long ass time ago. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I like the outdoors, but you know I'm kind of bougie in that sense. But the supernatural bear has been asking to go camping forever. Um, we're on a lockdown situation. His I'm already thinking about his birthday, which is in October, and one of our our friends. Her son is the same age, and they're going camping since they can't have a party. But they're campers. Like, they have gear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and so last night, I was doing mad research on Pinterest, like, camping essentials, camping hacks. What do you think, knowing me, T.I., do you think I can do it? Um, and what totally. are some tips? Like, what are, what are, like, two or three must-have and do's? Okay, here is the first must-do. The first must-do is that our, you can rent all the camping gear that you need, I think, from REI. Oh. So you don't need to go drop 500 bucks on, like, uh. a tent, pads to sleep on, this, that. Like, I'd probably want my own sleeping bag. Yeah, But yeah. you can rent everything else from REI. Mm. 
so there. That's that's my first and biggest tip to you. <clears throat> um, the second biggest tip is, um, ooh, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. Like, creature comforts are nice. We have, like, a big Rubbermaid tub, you know, at the lid mm-hmm. that is filled with, like, things that are related to, like, eating and entertainment. Okay. So we have, like, a little baby Weber grill. Mm. Have, um, a, we have, like, some plates and forks and cups. We have, like, a little kind of teapot. We have little pots and pans that mm. you can, like, so you can, like, cook. You can make your coffee or your tea or, you know, find a way to, like, you know, make your smoothie or whatever it is that, like, kind of makes you feel happy in the morning or to eat or enjoy. Um be my least favorite thing about camping is um peeing in the woods <laughs> and not showering. So, but the my third least favorite thing about camping is being near other people. Yeah. Like if I'm going to go camping, I don't want to be in like a place where like 20 feet away there's some like redneck doing no. god no, blasting no. like terrible music and like yeah. Yeah. Playing no. corn. So we do dispersed camping, which is, um, like out in the wilderness. Mm. So, um, there's, there's no showers or anything in that situation. So bring lots of water so that you can do, um, I believe it's referred to as a whore's bath. Whore's bath. (laughs) A little face, little pits, little, little hoo-ha. Yesterday when I was doing the, the research of the hacks, they had a little horse bath situation. So you make your own like horse bath wipes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. Oh, this is good. I feel like I know for a fact that there are people who listen to this because I know a couple people who listen to this who are campers. Yeah. So I need I all totally, the hot tips. Yeah. We, we'll have to put out an APB before we record the next episode yeah. and get some like camping nerd tips. Yes, nerding out on camping. That's why I was like, this is a place to ask because, yep, you know, yep. it would be October and my friend suggested to go to Lake Kawia because it's only a 45 minute drive. So if mm-hmm. we like, you know, wimp out, <laughs> we can be yeah, pretty totally. close to to coming home. And um, she was giving me tips like uh, the the sleeping bag, make sure it's some for cold weather like the sleeping bag. Yeah. And I didn't like, I didn't know that that even was a thing. So I'm lear- I've learned so much in the past 24 hours. Cause, and that's another thing. Like if I'm going to do it, you know me, I got to, if I nerd out on a blender, I'm going to nerd out on the shit I need yeah. to take and all that stuff. And I was just like, do I buy it? Because he's going to love camping. So I'm going to have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that there are key things to buy. Another thing you can camp in your car. Like you have a big, you have a big enough car. You can get an air mattress, throw it down in the back, throw some sleeping bags on it and sleep in the car. Hot tip. Yeah. 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 There's all all kinds of ways to make camping tolerable. Okay. So future, so future episode, Uh like you said, we'll put the APB out and we'll get some, some tips and because I've also been seeing uh, camping hacks for like kids and cool stuff like um, uh, solar lights. Mm, yeah. And, 
And then like the stakes that you put in your um, around your house, you could put those around so that kids can visibly see like what the area is. And I was like, that's the, I like that type of nerdy shit. Like, love that shit. Um, glow yep. sticks in your tent so it's not too bright. So, yeah, bring them on, kids. Bring them on. Bring all the camping tips. So I, I'm excited. Yeah, that's very that's awesome. I'm excited. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, we watched and read and listened to some things, it seems like. Um, the only movie that I've seen is a movie I've intended to watch for like four years. Um, it has Anne Hathaway in it and Jason Sudeikis. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Colossal. Hmm. This is Never like heard a, of it. this is like an indie movie. And it's about this party girl, Anne Hathaway, who, like, is a total fuck-up and sort of goes home to figure her life out, more or less, and realize, realizes that there's basically, a, a, all of a sudden, a giant monster shows up terrorizing South Korea, and she realizes <laughs> that it's her. <laughs> and... So it's she realizes it's her. So it's sort of, and then she and um, the Jason Sudeikis character kind of have a thing, kind of. But then she has a thing with another guy who is the main dude on Legion, that TV show. That you love? At any, yeah. At any rate, it was all very complicated and very, like, genre-bending because it's, like, kind of a comedy. It's science fiction. It's kind of a rom-com. There's monsters. There's a giant robot. There's like a lot of drinking and, you know, recovery and shit like that. It's, <laughs> it was, I should not be surprised that it was kind of a hot mess, but the first half of it, I liked a lot. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I looked it up and I've never heard of it. Never. The, the, the poster doesn't even look familiar. It came out in 26, oh, 2017. And it got an 81 Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, it it was new and different. Yeah. Where did you see it on? Uh, Hulu. Okay. Hulu. All right. Yeah. So I think that's the only full-length movie I've watched. Otherwise, it's been pretty much television. Yeah, television only. I feel like I can't invest. I was supposed to watch... Um, Ford versus Ferrari this weekend, ah, yeah. but I did not. Uh, <laughs> that's we were a good tired. One. Yeah, so yeah. I, I I'm looking forward to that now that it's free. Yeah. Um, what about books? What are we talking about in books here? Uh, I think the last time we were talking, I was almost done with my sister, the serial killer, which I see by a Nigerian author. Um, it was really delightful and I had my book club tonight to talk about it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was, that was the big thing that I read and otherwise I've just been, um, struggling to read, not reading a lot. What about you? (laughs) You've been reading it up. I've been, well, reading slash also like simultaneously listening to books which has been great um but first and foremost i wanted to mention um our good friend and reoccurring guest lillian rivera she has exciting news uh it's coming out november it's um from a certain point of view the empire strikes back 
uh, 40 stories celebrating 40 years of the Empire Strikes Back. And she's one of the motherfucking authors. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it says uh, Star Wars became a true saga in 1980 um, in honor of the 40th anniversary. 40 storytellers recreate an iconic scene from the Empire Strikes Back through the eyes of a supporting character from heroes and villains to droids and creatures. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's coming that. out in November. So I definitely wanted to share that. Um, we'll have links to that shit. Um, I r- listened to um, It's About Damn Time by Arlen Hamilton. Have you ever heard of her? Nope. So I've been following. I don't know how I started following her, but I've been following her for a pa- for the past couple of years. So I was super excited to read this book. Basically, she is uh, a queer black woman who used to do used to be a tour manager in the music industry um and then she went homeless and from homeless to venture capitalist her story is fucking crazy um phenomenal and it also gives you tips and it just tells you just like it's inspiring in so many ways because she's black, she's queer, she never gave up. She had like you hear her entire story, but the way she puts it together, she's like kind of giving you tips on how to like never give up, how to just always be yourself. You know, like she, she was like she talks about stuff that I always think about. Like I don't feel myself when I'm like going to go to a meeting or an interview and I have to dress up then I don't feel like comfortable in my own skin. And uh-huh. she's, she did all this shit. She's super successful. And she never went in in a suit. She wore like her black hoodie. <laughs> like, so she like, it, and also she nerds out. Cause I believe uh-huh. hearing her story, her and her brother's story, it sounds like she's, you know, on the gift, on the scale, on the spectrum and is gifted. So she loves to nerd out. And when she wanted to find more about this, she nerded the fuck out and read everything she could get her hands on about be- becoming a venture capitalist. Like, what, what is, how does Silicon Valley, you know, work out? Da, 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 da. She was handling meetings and while she was living at the airport. Like. Wow. Like, her story is fantastic. So, um, I really uh, recommend it. And... Uh, also, she is the first African-American woman to be on the cover of, fuck, what's the name of the magazine? She's the first one that wasn't a, 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 an athlete okay. or an actress, like any celebrity. Fast uh-huh. Company. She was the first not black non-athlete or celebrity to be on the cover a fast wow. company. Yeah. That's surprising and sad, but awesome. And her venture capital uh, capital um, company is to, um, for startups that are run by people of color and, and that are LGBTQIA plus. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like her mission is like, I have to do this. 
because there's no representation and da 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 da. And also, it's it's, it's that great story where people say you can't, you're not going to do it, you can't do it. And all the people she was looking to try to be get as a mentor, and there were you know all the stuff. White men now want her to mentor them because they see that she's doing something that's completely different, that uh-huh. breaks the mold. And so, fantastic story. I recommend. And it's a short read, too. A super short read. Um, And this book that I just finished yesterday, like, I know I have amazing friends, especially white friends, right? And they're doing the work, and they're reading the books, and a lot of people are reading White Fragility. And, you know, you got to start somewhere. But I completely recommend you read Austin Channing's I'm still here, black dignity in a world made for whiteness. Also, anyone who's not black should read it. And also, I really recommend to that you recommend to your white friends who are about the church because she grew mm-hmm. up in the church. And so she breaks it down how like your God is not for me, you know, because she was in the she went to schools. You know what I'm saying? She worked for organizations, faith-based organizations. And she also breaks down the experience that I don't think, that I know a white writer can tell you, like, you probably listen more because you're like, you know, it's a white writer and they're telling you white fragility. But she breaks down white fragility in a way that you understand it on like a fucking deep level because she breaks down she breaks down in one chapter, she breaks down her day at the office <laughs> uh-huh. from the morning till she leaves. And you're just like, and I'm knowing just because I know how that is just for me, but not as a black woman, I will never know how it is to be a black woman. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And you're just like, uh-huh. fuck, like this is a daily fucking thing. So it puts everything in perspective. It's also a short read. Um, if you're not really sold on it, then I would totally suggest you listen to her on Brennan Brown's podcast. Um, and, and, and just, you know, I, this is, I think this is my new, if anyone asks me, this is the book I'm going to send everybody. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's such a great read. It really breaks it down. So that's what I just finished. And yeah. So seeing when, what's next. Uh-huh. Okay. That's it for yep. books. Yep. That I, after listening to you rave about it earlier, I have that on my list of things. And um, I've been trying to buy from local bookstores. Nice. So um, I just haven't been near one. But, uh, you know, Medford. Um, so, also, if you want to yeah. help, um, uh, also, if you want to... Um, do audiobooks, but you wanna you don't wanna do Audible or um, you know the new books aren't usually on or there's a long wait list for the Libby and the free library programs. You could do a paid uh-huh. one through Libros. Um, what's it called? Is that Libro, what you do? Libro FM. I've done it before, but you can you can um, pay for that, which is the same amount I believe, like fourteen ninety five a month for like one credit, one book, but you can do it under one of those small books. So they get the credit. So it's Libro.fm. So you could do a membership there and then you could pick like, oh, I want Skylight Books or I want um, Lit 
lip bar in the Bronx that's, you know, Afro-Latino owned or whatever. So that's another way to get around if you know, because I know it's kind of hard to to kind of focus or find the time. Um, And if you want to listen and the thing about I liked about the two books that I mentioned it's the actual art authors that re- read them to you that do the aud- uh-huh. aud- audio. So, yeah. So that's another alternative. If you want to be able to, like, you know, cook. I cook and clean when I do when I listen. So that's yeah, how I'm getting I mean, through this, plowing through them. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good. That's a hot tip. Thank you. Oh, de nada. Um, for TV... We put out a uh-huh. call to on our Facebook asking like what you guys are nerding out on, um, what's the self-care, da 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 da. And we have some 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 comments were left. Okay. Um, um here's where I say that part of the reason it occurred to me while I was talking earlier, part of the reason that I might be um feeling a little more happy and optimistic is that I have been virtually absent from social media. Well, there it is. That's it so right there. I didn't even know you did this. Thank you. <laughs> Donata. Um, yeah. So I asked like a bunch of questions, like what people are watching or what people are nerding out to. And um, our friend, Chris Shelley, do they still do the podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Um what was the name of the podcast again? Oh, oh, oh. I thought, sorry. I was thinking of someone else. Chris. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they do, but only when there's um, Walking Dead episodes. Oh, Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, because it was Walking so, Dead specific. Yeah, because it's Walking Dead specific. So, like, sometimes there's a sort of bonusy type of thing. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, when Walking Dead is on, then Show Enough is on. Oh, Show Enough. Yeah, Show Enough. I can't remember the name of it. Um, he says that he just started Homeland. Billions is good. He said I, he stopped once on it since current season isn't finished. And then Yellowstone is back on, thankfully, which I had no oh, yeah. idea. It's on Paramount. I I remember that he liked that a lot. I think it has, like, Kevin Costner in it. It's, like, super big names. Hmm. Yeah, so I have to check that out. And then our one of our faithful listeners, Donna Gomez, says, I know Lisa would not approve, but we binge watched Star Trek Discovery and really liked it. <laughs> Good. I am so glad that someone did. Apparently, <clears throat> apparently Donna was not so thrown off by the mycelial network in space. <laughs> and then she says she just started Padma Lash- Lakshmi's new series. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I really nerd on really nerd out on food, and I was like, "Oh, I've heard really great things about it, but I haven't watched it yet." So that's on my list. I'm excited. Okay. Yep. Um, she makes she makes eating look super sexy. That was always yeah. something that I thought about her when she was on Top Chef. She just like she eats so sort of like delicately but sensuously. I was always like, yeah. "Man." Yeah, it's Hot true. She eater. eats like she means it, and she's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, yeah, it's unfair. Um, and then our last one we have is from Erin Williams. Do you know this person? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm so not hello, Erin. Welcome. Welcome to the comments. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We appreciate yeah, Aaron, it. Erin, if you're my best friend and I have forgotten about you, I'm so sorry and embarrassed right now. We love having more interaction with new peeps. So thank you. Yeah, she it. says, 
she says, I'm into Penny Dreadful, City of Angels uh-huh. on Showtime, and would love uh-huh. t- uh, to hear your thoughts on the show. Um, my thoughts are that I don't have Showtime. Mm. But there's like a few things on sh- on Showtime that I really want. Don't you get Showtime shit on Hulu? Some I don't think you automatically get all of the Showtime stuff. Uh, selected show. shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Because there was something else that I was just like, oh, I totally want to see. And then I was like, wah, wah. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So that's what, our, you know, some of our listeners are nerding out on. I haven't seen any of the Penny Dreadfuls. I'm excited. That's on the list for later down the road. Did you see the, like, the first sort of iteration of Penny Dreadful? No. I've never seen any of them. Oh, so good. I really love it. Everybody says. It started out really good, and a lot of people thought that it got, like, really stupid by the time it ended. I actually totally was down with the stupidity. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, it's like sometimes people are like, oh, it was so cheesy when it ended. I was like, it was so cheesy, and I was so into it. Because it was like a soap opera. So it works. It worked for you. Yeah, totally worked for me. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let's see. So I wanted to mention that I rewatched The Mandalorian, which you have yet to, uh-huh. to watch. I know, so, I suck. I'm, I'm the last person on Earth to understand Baby Yoda. I get it. So we rewatched it, as I mentioned, we finished it. And the last episode, without any spoilers, is the whole thing is fucking great. But the last episode is so um, it was some tears shed. And with the Miosito just didn't understand um, why we were. And he's like, you saw it already. And I was like, I know, but it's so fucking good that it still made me feel a certain way. The direction, the the score, the acting, it's just so good. So just to say, the second time around was amazing. The Supernatural Bear loved it. He's as emotional as I am. So we, we get each other. And then, bonus, there's a Disney gallery, Mandalorian, that's eight episodes and so if you're going to nerd out after you watch it, because I know you will, T.I., as much as I did, that is uh-huh. fantastic as well. So if you guys haven't seen that, please watch that. That's on Disney Plus as well. And it's just breaking down like they do a thing on directors because a lot of different directors he picked. It was very inclusive. He had a black director, um, Asian woman, uh, a white woman who's Bryce Dallas Howard, um, yeah. Takati. The guy who did um, Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. I can't pronounce his name either. I can't Ta- pronounce it. Taiki Waititi. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Who's, You're who's awesome. Ama- who's I amazing. Saw. He's one of the directors. He also voices one of the characters. Um, they have an episode just on the new technology because they created brand new technology that for this ep- for this series that's probably going to change how everything was done. Also, another thing I learned, I didn't know... That George Lucas was like on set for these. Huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like so. And so John Favreau and then one of the main uh, executive producers who also is one of the directors for a couple of the episodes who did the pilot. 
he directed, he comes from animation and he directed the Clone Wars. So he's the biggest nerd of Star Wars and he breaks shit down. He made me, he made me read, though he's so passionate talking about shit. He made me rethink how they showed Anakin in the, like his whole story in the prequels. Like he goes into this rant and you're like, Uh oh yeah, oh yeah. Like he just had everyone in the place, including me going, you're right. You're totally right. Like, it's just great. It's so nerdy. It's great. Uh-huh. So eight, oh, I think okay. it's eight, eight or nine episodes. So after you finally watch it, Ti, you could nerd out on that. I am going to be getting it. Um, I think at the end of July because I want to watch some NBA games, and some of them are on ESPN. <laughs> uh, and that's on Disney Plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. it includes ESPN. Oh, I didn't know that. I never noticed. Yeah, supposed to. You can buy a bundle. Oh. You can you can get like oh Disney I didn't get that I didn't get that bundle ESPN and Hulu without ads or something for oh, yeah. like not very much money I think it's like fourteen ninety nine a month oh yeah I didn't get that I just got regular um got it oh got it got it got it also Hamilton I don't know if you're into Hamilton that comes on this weekend yeah I that's something um, I saw the commercial for that and I was like oh I'll I'll pay for that. And I don't care if it's like $30. <laughs> I'll pay for that. Um, we're going to watch it because one of the Supernatural Bears' best friends, it's her favorite thing. She's seen it like once or twice, the production, and knows all the songs. So we're going to watch it. I don't know. It'll be a, the Supernatural Bears' first time seeing a, a musical f- filmed at the theater. Like, you know, I don't know how that experience is. So Yeah, yeah, I don't either. I'm curious to see what it's going to be like, but I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, what else TV-wise? What, what else you got? You know, I've kind of run through some things that didn't stick. Uh, <laughs> we, um, we started Red Oak, or Red Oak's. It is, um, it came, it ran for, I think, three seasons. It's sort of, it takes place in the 80s. It feels very 80s. It's like, takes place at a country club, and it's about, like, love and sex, and um, this kid is a tennis pro there, and relationships and whatever. No. Watch two episodes. Thumbs down. <laughs> um, goop. I was like, I don't know, fuck it. I'll watch the episode about people taking magic mushrooms. Um, I just, on principle, I really hate goop. And I find Gwyneth Paltrow annoying. So that didn't work. I didn't even know. Um, So it's a series? Yeah, you know, she has her, like, brand goop. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, oh, my God, I'm so jealous that you don't know it. No, um, I So she has no. her brand. Yeah, and it's like, oh, put, like, a jade egg jade egg in your cooter for, like, health or spend, like, a billion dollars on some, like, stupid, you know, sparkle moon juice to be super healthy or whatever. It, like, it's basically, like, like basic... Um, basic wokeness for like white women of a certain age and economic level. It's like, you gotta be rich as fuck. You gotta be rich as fuck. And like, it just, it's like, it's very like anti-vax adjacent. 
Mm. It's very, um, it, yeah, it's, it's very, and like, look, I think that it's interesting that some of these things are, should be investigated. Like the episode on magic mushrooms, like, fuck yeah. And MDMA and how people use it to treat post-traumatic stress disorder and things like that. Super cool. Um, but yeah, it just, it didn't resonate for me because generally I just kind of want to, I feel like she has a really smug face, but <laughs> I don't know. And, and like consciously uncoupling, I just, I really can't with her. So <laughs> I tried that. But no, um, we did watch, um, we did watch Rami, the second season of Rami, mm-hmm. um, and I think that I talked about the first season of Rami. Um, and the second season is uh, um, uh, darker, darker. Um, Rami is less likable. Um, oh. He is just making such terrible mistakes and he's such a dumbass. It's sort of saved a little bit because it has, and I'm going to massacre his name. Um, Ma mm, something Ali Ma. Yeah. We call Ma, him Prince Ali. His hip, his, uh, MC okay. name, his hip hop name. Him, let's call him Prince Ali. Maher. I want to, I always want to say it's Maharashi and I know it's not. Um, but anyway, fucking amazing actor. He's in it and he's great. Yeah. And he kind of makes the whole thing worthwhile, but it was just like, you just, it's like a slow motion car crash this season. And, you know, I feel like when times are tough, like I don't want to watch a slow motion car crash. Uh, yeah. So we did finish it, but it was. Oh, you um, finished it. Begrudgingly. Yeah. And I only we, got I, two episodes, two episodes, two or three episodes in, like right when he got, we came in, mm-hmm. he's introduced, like that's when I finished it. Cause I had a feeling, and you just confirmed that that's what was about to happen this season. And I felt the same way. I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time for people fucking up on a like. If you're gonna fuck up, like fuck up for some good reasons. He just fucks up because he's a fucking moron and yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care about anyone else. And I can't do it. Um, it's shallow and awful. Ugh. And anyhow, so yeah, you know, tell us how you really feel. So what I've been watching instead is um, continuing to plow my way through uh, uh, What's His Noodle on uh, Amazon Prime. Why am I blanking on his name? The detective dude. Um, I'll Uh, come back to that. Bosch? I'll I'll look it up. Thank you, Bosch. Um, I've really been kind of enjoying Bosch. Nice. Um, I feel like it, oddly enough, it see like it occasionally kind of hits tones that are appropriate for our time with oh. like cops and people of color and things like mm. that. Like it, it's a fairly self-aware series, even though it's, you know, very like white man detective tough guy <laughs> comes in and saves the day, even though it's that like there's a very interesting cast of people of color around him and they tackle kind of new and interesting things. So I got to say, if you're looking for like kind of a cop procedural, you can do a lot worse than Bosch. Um, and then the other thing I've been watching, which has been my junk food lately is the 100. What's the 100? I'm glad you asked. I, if it's not, <laughs> if it wasn't on the CW, it should have been. 
Um, oh. It is a show. It's God. It's on its like eight, eleven millionth series uh, season. And it might be the last one. I think actually it's the eighth season, but it starts out. And those of you who watched the 100, please, are, are there any of you out there? Don't make me, don't leave me, <laughs> don't leave me hanging alone out here. Um, so it starts out with Earth is in sort of environmental collapse and um, they send a bunch of kids who are like miscreants out to like a prison ship or something. And it's been like a hundred years since I watched the first season. So they're like, there's these hundred kids that are out on this prison ship and um, something happens and like everyone on earth dies and they're the last people and they have to return to earth. And um, you know, they all, they're all in trouble for different things for, I don't know, theft or whatever, um, beating people up, whatever. And it's about how they um, come back to Earth and how it's sort of Lord of the Fliesy and there's a few grown-ups. And then, like, there are still some people who are left on Earth, but they are not friendly. And, it, you know, it's very, like, <laughs> Land of the Lost. I don't know. It's, like, every every season something new and fucking batshit crazy and incredibly stupid and pulpy happens. And I'm, like, there with my popcorn, like, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they use, like, um, a version – It's and they use a version of sort of, like, pigeon English – which um, you can kind of almost follow along with, but then I watched something the um, the guy who did the language for it. He, I think that he also did the language in Avatar. He's oh. like this very famous linguist who makes up languages, mm. and I was like, well, I feel a little more uh, highbrow now that I know that this uh, <laughs> linguist guy did this. But no, it's like it's pulpy and dumb, and it's like pretty young people running around like Mad Max style and like oh. fighting and having incredible amounts of like angst and drama. You know, sign me up. So uh, Escape, I'm escapism, <laughs> escapism at its finest. So I've been caught up on the most recent season, and um, it might be the last season. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, go figure. Hundred. People don't want to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, that's me. The one hundred. That's that's what I've been enjoying. The TVs. Um, yeah. I saw this, but I guess it's a movie because it's a documentary. But have you watched Discl- Disclosure on Netflix? I don't, I don't think so. What is it? It's a documentary um, that shows transgender depictions in film and television. And, you know, we're all doing all kinds of work for various reasons. And I know that I need to learn so much about... Um, you know, the trans world. And this is, it's pretty eye opening because it shows you how far they've gone and how much further they need to go. Um, but yeah. also really, you know, we're, when we think of transgender, we always think of trans women and, you know, trans men are represented in this documentary. Um, so that's, pretty eye-opening and I was talking to a friend about you know a lot of friends have been watching this too it just came out it's on Netflix and I was just like everyone's like you need to watch this you know who needs to fucking watch this uh JK Rowling (laughs) she needs Uh, to watch this shit uh, uh um but um 
it's crazy because I was telling my friend, I was like, you know, trans men is a whole nother situation. And my first, I don't know any trans men, but if you watch Shameless, there's a trans uh, man character who's played by a trans man. And in that, her story, his storyline, I learned a lot. And then oddly enough, I'm going to probably every episode I say something about the Tiki Talk. <laughs> I'm learning so much about trans men on TikTok. I've met me and um, Cabezon, one of the G's, we send each other a bunch of trans men stuff. We're like, yo, we ne- like didn't know. We we first have, we don't really see that many. And then uh-huh. now I've seen so many and they're telling their stories and I'm learning a lot on the TikTok. So, yeah. Send me those. Send me those too. I'll send them to you because you're just going to be like, what? You know, because... You see, a lot of them are showing their transformation and telling their story. And you're like, what? Like, crazy. Um, so, yeah. So, disclosure, I recommend. Um, and then the last thing is we, we've, you know, in private discussed situations with dads. And I don't know why I did it, but I did it. And I watched dads on Apple TV. And I only I didn't pay for Apple TV, guys. I just have it for free because I got a Good. computer last year. I totally would have mocked you. <laughs> um, but I kept seeing this thing about you know Bryce um, Bryce Dallas Howard directed this thing, and it came out during you know the holiday uh, Father's Day, and I just needed something to. It was the di- the day that I had the breakdown meltdown, and I was like, I just need something. I don't know. So I decided to watch. I was like, what's on Apple TV? Because I already finished that one show, and I saw that, and I liked the people that were she had on. So she had mm-hmm. a mix of like celebrities, but then in between are stories of real, actual like you know regular civilian dads and these amazing stories, but from all around the world. One is from San Diego. One is in Brazil. And it's uh, the the little vignettes of these, of the real, the regular people stories, the civilian stories are amazing um, kind of societal role, like breaking the the stereotype of what a dad is, what a father is. And I was just in tears of joy <laughs> and I was like uh I tweeted I was like I a uh, couple of years of therapy are really paying off because I'm watching this show about dads and I'm crying but happy tears I'm not jealous I'm not did it. like it's growth <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so well done you know she interviews her dad um and it's like Will Smith um uh you know uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, and they talk about their dads and what it means to be a dad, Hassan Minhaj, and like all these different people. But the stories, the Japanese father and the, you know, the Brazilian father, like those stories are fucking gold. And I recommend. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So totally recommend. And that's on Apple Plus if you have it. And that's, that's all I got on TV so far. Okay. Um, except for Hamilton this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> see how that goes. Um, I have actually been listening to a lot of podcasts. Break it down. Um, one that I know we have both been listening to <laughs> is Wind of Change. Yes. 
I have sent this to a few people and most of them are like, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're because they're not ready to hear it, but I will, <laughs> I will describe it the way that I describe it to them, which is what if the scorpions big hit song which, I mean, I I know it, but it was like a way bigger hit than I had any idea. Wind of Change. Yeah. What if that was CIA propaganda? And then it's like, it goes into the music industry and um, the Cold War and spycraft and propaganda and like all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. The episode about the Russian, the music festival in Moscow is like worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. You learned yeah. so fucking much. Like, thank you so much. You mentioned it in a previous episode and I was like, yes, I was so excited. And I devoured that shit. I was yeah. like, I need all of it. I want more. I was even listening to it when I wasn't doing shit. Like I just wanted it all. I listened to it in the yeah. bath one day. So thank you so much. And I wanted to just be like, it's, so good because it was I was listening to it right as the uprising and protest started happening and uh-huh. you know oh uh just mysterious piles of bricks show up uh-huh. um, and I was just like listening to that while I'm listening to this and I was like yeah all that all of that makes sense and you know you learn without giving anything away you learn about some amazing important artists that some died without ever knowing that they got duped by the CIA. By the CIA. Uh-huh. I know. And I'm glad in the case of Nina oh, Simone. Yes. Know. So fucking glad. But yeah, like, so it's just like using art, cultural shit as propaganda. And you're just like, all this shit is still happening today. It, it is fantastic. It, it's above and beyond just that song. Uh-huh. It's well done. It's like, yeah, I recommend. I have one more episode left. Oh, see, I I kept going. Blah, 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 blah. And then, <laughs> you know, I'm excited to talk yeah. to you. We, we wouldn't be able to talk about it on air because it would give it away. But I'm yeah. excited to see how you feel. Do you feel satisfied, <laughs> you know? I know for sure that I will not feel satisfied. (laughs) I already, I already know that. (laughs) And I have like, I have my whole theories. (laughs) One of my favorite ones was a woman who, um, maybe she was the MTV reporter, um, and went on to become like an investigative journalist. And she was like, after they're talking about the big, like peace festival in Moscow, which if you are of a certain age, you remember, albeit dimly, about, like, all of these metal bands, like Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, Skid Row, and the Scorpions going to Moscow and doing a huge festival and, like, crazy debauchery and all this sort of shit. And um, this and the woman who is like, I don't buy that this was some, you know, altruistic thing, because if you are America and you're trying to send – and you're sending culture – to Russia. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's like, it's like, you know, going, when you, when you do like downhill skiing in the Olympics, you send your three finest downhill skiers. <laughs> like we sent hair metal, like Madonna, Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, Prince, Whitney Houston, like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, all of these people. And we sent Sebastian Bach. 
Like, what? <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne? Ozzy Osbourne? <laughs> so I was like, she's got a really good point. Super good point. <laughs> yeah, because that is kind of some bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, it's, um, it's a super good, it's a super good one. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I've been watching are YouTube videos. Um, it took me a little while to kind of get all the way through it, but I watched, uh, I had talked, I think two weeks ago or two episodes ago about one zoom to rule them all. Yes. Which is the reunited Lord of the Rings cast. And it has everybody from the Lord of the Rings on it. And it was so fun and so, like, adorable seeing people in their homes. And, you know, like, Sean Bean, you think of as being this kind of tough guy. And, like, everyone was teasing him. They're like, all Sean wants is, like, a cup of tea and a biscuit. (laughs) And he's, like, like, looking around and he's like, I need a cup of tea and a biscuit. (laughs) And and it's, like, so cute watching them tease each other. They did, um, they, like, reenacted certain scenes. They played trivia with Taiki, Wyatt, Uh you know, that guy. Yeah. Um, they played trivia. They had like costumes and props. They showed wow. like every fellowship got a tattoo. Like it was, <laughs> it was so, it was so sweet. And it, it, like, if you're a Lord of the Rings nerd, like me and loved the movies, like I legit teared up at times. Aww. And it, it was also very sad because Ian Holm was on it and Ian Holm died a week ago. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so oh, yeah. and that was, uh, it was great to just have a little message. He didn't actually appear. He sent a message that they read out that they read. So um, it was a really sweet message. And yeah, go watch it. We'll put a link to it on the website, of course. And like, you just got to watch it if you need some like happy, joy, adorableness. <laughs> and like Liv Tyler being weird. She's so weird. I just <laughs> so weird. Um, so that was, that's one thing. <laughs> and then the other thing that I'm watching, and I feel like there's going to be a whole world of, um, like reaction videos out there that now I'm going to have to devote my life to watching every last one of them. <laughs> but there are these two twins, these young black men who have uh, a YouTube channel called twins, the new trend, <laughs> and they do reaction videos for like classic songs. And, um, they will, and like, it's great. Cause they'll hit like pause and they'll be like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> and it'll be like, like in, uh, Jolene was one and like the guitar in Jolene's pretty fast. And so they, they're like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, hold up, hold up. They're like, that is some awesome guitar. And then <laughs> oh, nice. they'll be like, okay, okay, go back. And then they'll be like, like just the faces that they make. And they're like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like it's, <laughs> It's like, to me, it was like connecting with that sense of like wonder and happiness that you had when you heard something that was really awesome for the first Mm. time and like getting to see the like delight on their faces is just like, oh, I love it. So, um, yeah, I've watched a bunch of their videos over the past couple of days. So twins, the new trend on YouTube, super cute. Definitely going to check them out. Yeah. I love watching. There's certain ones I can't because I feel like the people are just to performative you know because mm-hmm. they know they're being recorded so i like when i find 
like super genuine ones that they are just like super yeah. like the real reactions and they're not doing it for show. They're really listening and stuff like that. Like they kind of forget that the camera's on them. And I'm, I'm partial to one of the twins more than the other. Oh, okay. Good to yeah. know going in. I will check yeah. and see if I can guess <laughs> which one. <laughs> uh-huh. See if we agree. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, um, that, that's kind of what I've been doing with my life. <laughs> yes, same, same here. Trying to, trying to maintain. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got, but what are we thinking? T.I., are we thinking, do we need another break? Are we, what, uh, think we can do another one in a week? I'm actually on vacation this week. Oh, oh excuse. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I'll be, like, watching or doing much of anything. I'm going to be driving a lot. So um, if not this week, then next week. Like, sometime in the next week and a half. Yeah, let's do that then, for sure. Okay, that sounds good. Sweet. All right. All right. It was good to catch up, and it was good to talk to you people out there. I hope that you're staying safe and having fun, and happy 4th of July. Oh, yeah, happy 4th of July. Um, Yeah. All right, then. All right. Peace out, nerds. Adventure time. Come on, grab your friends. We're going to very distant lands with Jake the dog and Finn the human fun. We'll never end adventure time.